0: Hey, what's up, Builders? It's your girl, K. Antoinette, the blogger, and you are now listening to the LBF podcast. This is a creating space with PD, of the nobody grinds like us network say something for the people pd
1: what's going on people
0: (laughs) so builders um if you are not familiar with the nobody grinds like us network it has almost everything you might need for your creative fix in one place so you got shows on this app you have podcasts on this app you have news on this app is how did you come up with this like let's start there
1: um, pretty much I started doing, uh, I did music. So I started with artists
2: okay. and,
1: uh, pretty much we didn't have anywhere to like put our content. Mm. So I was like, well, I'm gonna make a DVD and just put it out in the streets because everybody had DVD players. So why not?
2: Right. You know,
1: so, uh, as time went on, I started pushing the DVD and putting more artists from all over the place on the DVD and then people were paying for the cover of the DVD and it was just like a regular magazine but I needed to do it quicker you know so instead of doing a DVD every two months and all the content is old I started doing uh, online and then uh, eventually we moved to the app so the app is new and we're trying to figure out the best system to use for the app and the best way to like actually implement it. You know what I'm saying? But the website is up and, you know, that's the network as a whole.
0: So what's the app? Like, how did you, like, did you know anything about apps before you decided that you wanted to?
1: Nah, (laughs) like, um, in the military, I did like computers and stuff like that, but I didn't know anything about apps and, you know, uh, even a whole lot of like website building and stuff like that. But I always tell people like I pay for you to do it once and then I know how to do it after that. Right. So that's my logic and that's the way I always move. So, you know, we started looking at companies that build apps and some of them, they built like apps that were just like a website. Mm -hmm. It was kind of like the online version of your website. And then some of them were more intricate where they had, like, different things, like a whole lot of features. So, you know, just finding the ones that work right for you.
0: Right. I mean, because I definitely have it on my phone. And so it's easy to understand, which is user friendly. But yeah. I was just so very impressed, like, once I decided to become a member of the Nobody Contact Psychos Network um, and you put my content up on it. I was just like, this is better than my website. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah. I have a personal website, but it was just I love how you condensed, um my podcast and my web all in one space. And I was, yeah. I was just like, wow, like, you know, and you do that with all the creatives that are on your platform.
1: Yeah, because the idea like what I, when I started in videography and photography, it was more about marketing than it was about the art of it. You know what I'm saying? So because I came from that side and I was already marketing music and marketing artists, it was like, okay, let's grab this talent and make sure that we're not taking anything away from them and that we're just providing like, you know, a service, hopefully, that would be beneficial to what they're doing. And that's what we try to do. So even like with the website, when a person comes to your site on our site. It's going to give you that view anyway like they came to your site because your site is already baked into that page
3: right you know
1: so the the whole point is as things take off everything pushes everything so that's the goal
0: that's a very selfless uh thing to do. And that's why when you first hit me up, I was a little suspicious. I was like, ain't no way somebody gonna want something for nothing. Like this is a very, you know, but once you explained it to me and I did my own research and I looked into it myself, I was just like, well, when I thought about it, I was like, it's the same thing a lot of us try to do when we're, you know, creating space for each other is uplifting one another is trying to highlight mm-hmm. you know what's in your area and trying to put a platform there so that people can just share their gifts with the world so we really appreciate it I know I can speak for the people I know that are on the network too
1: right um, but I, I think some people uh you know they, they take it the wrong way originally because you never want to believe people are doing things for the right reasons hmm you know because that's just the way this world is set up but yeah it's it's no evil intentions
0: right i don't think it was i thought you had like wrong intentions i was just like this is a lot of work for somebody <laughs> to get out of it and what would i be providing for them but i mean you get the content as well you know to build up your platform as well exactly. as i get the traffic to my content so it's a relationship
1: right and, yeah. and you know like every relationship that some of them start off and you know, you're running and some of them you run together. You know, the whole point is we we try to build up together. And, well, let's put it this way. A smart person would say, all right, this person is promoting me for free, providing a platform. The least I'm going to do is actually help promote the platform. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that's, that's the smart logic. So it's like we work together. And then you have some people who like, you know, they're on the platform and that's it. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the wrong mentality, but at the same time, like I don't expect anything from anyone, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like me doing something for you is not you in return doing something for me. Like it's just, it's just love.
3: Right. Some like people you're choose not to
1: show edit. it, some people don't. Yeah, so it don't matter.
0: So do you consider yourself a creative? Definitely. OK, definitely. When did you realize you were creative? Like, when did that happen for you?
1: Uh, I was always into uh, music and uh, do production as far as beats. One of the things that I uh, it was always like misdirection. I thought I was supposed to be an artist. I thought I was supposed to be a producer. And then I thought I was supposed to have artists and mm-hmm. produce them. The logic is I was always a storyteller. So being a storyteller, I didn't know which direction I was supposed to go in until I picked up a camera. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, that was young age when I started writing stories. I was in middle school writing what was stories, but they were raps as well.
3: Okay,
0: so do I mean, as far as storytelling goes, like, do you ever think you'll like write a book?
1: I mean, yeah, I'm pretty (laughs) sure I would. Um, The the question is, if I ever have the opportunity, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So what I do is uh, I live my life through video. So eventually, even if I don't tell my story, it's already there for someone else to tell. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's why I do a lot of vlogging, uh, filming, shows, podcasts like I try to make sure my, my voice is heard and my perspective is given. You know what I'm saying?
3: Yeah.
0: So how do you come up with networking when it comes to Nobody Grinds Like Us?
1: Uh, the biggest thing is I try to lead by example. So, you know, I don't necessarily ask people, Hey, ask your friends and talk to them. Or if you know this podcast, like I don't do that. Like if you want to send somebody cool, but as far as it goes with me, I try to lead by example. I step out, I write people, I talk to people. You know, if I go to venues, I try to shake all the hands in the venue and talk to people in the venue. Mm -hmm. Like that's just a, I'm not a people person. So it's forced. But at the same <laughs> at the introvert. same time, it's genuine. So you know, I don't know how that plays out. But
0: you're an introvert.
1: Yeah, definitely. I can
0: uh, as soon as I got on a video with you, I could like pick up on that energy. was <laughs> just like yeah. <laughs>
1: I'm a I'm a behind the camera person. So anytime you see me in front of a camera, it's uncomfortable. <laughs> anytime, you know. Have you
0: gotten like better as far as like knowing tips and tricks to calm like to kind of get yourself out of your own shell?
1: the biggest thing i see is uh be yourself but the problem with that is uh a lot of times you question whether not being yourself would work for other people you know what i'm saying so that's you yeah. know that's insecurities that we have on our own
2: mhm
1: so it's like i have absolutely no problem being myself you know like anybody who has my social media see like from Playing with my kids, messing with my family, like enjoying life, filming everything. I have no problems being myself. Uh, it's only in my head when I'm like, ah, uh, should I post that? You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> I post that
0: so much too. <laughs> yeah,
1: most of the time I'm just like, boom, let's do it.
0: Right. Like, it's it's like it's all content, and and when you start trusting in like your motivation behind why you share your content, it's it's nothing else that can really deter you from like putting it out there. Um, yes. One thing I want to kind of like switch gears with is like, you do have like a few podcasts that you frequent and that you are a part of. Um, let's discuss that. Like what made you want to start a podcast?
1: Uh, I did. I had an online radio station. Nobody okay. grinds radio and, uh, we always we always had shows, different shows, different personalities, and sometimes they'd need a guest host. So I guest host or I have something going on. So I come on and promote it. And every time I came in, promoted and spoke on a show. Like it was good numbers. Mm. And every time I went live, it was good numbers. So, you know, I always knew like okay, if I speak to people, it'll be beneficial for me. You know what I'm saying? But not wanting to be in front of the camera or not wanting to be the main person speaking, like I'd always shy away from it. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I don't know, just based on profession and having a network and, you know, needing content and having a problem finding content, it kind of put pressure on me to just jump out there and do it
0: right um i laugh not at you but because i see myself in that too because i podcasting was the last thing on my mind Um, shout out to the 1409 podcast those guys are the ones that pushed me to start this podcast before they had even started podcasting so um very much somebody who wanted to be behind the scenes (laughs) but now that um I mean, it myself, it is a different experience and I'm glad it's a journey that I decided to take because there is so much more you can do whenever you're getting your spoken word out there, as opposed to being behind the scenes all the time.
1: And you're dope. And that's that's one of the things like I always felt like I was good at finding talent. So, you know, when I heard you on Relationship Status podcast, for one, I was like, okay it's great to have that voice speaking back to those guys. No offense to them, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like they, they, they real like close minded individuals. You know what I'm saying? So, they play uh,
0: devil's advocate a lot. <laughs> yeah. They,
1: they play devil's advocate, but a lot of times they playing devil's advocate with, in my opinion, with a wrong point, you know what I'm saying? Like, They remind me of the guys from up north who always say no homo and just have that logic. Like if I say I'm eating a banana, no homo, like really, you're eating a banana. How did you sexualize a banana? But anyway, so the, the whole point is like when I heard you on the show and I heard the voice and the perspective, I was like, yeah, this this is a dope person right here. This is a dope personality. And I could see her doing a whole lot. So I'm glad you didn't stay behind the scenes.
2: Oh, you know I appreciate that. Thank
1: yeah. you. Yeah. It's important, man, like a lot of times we would let certain things our own mentality hold us back from doing what we should be doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And and that's the reality. Like this is something you should be doing, like honestly.
3: Yeah,
0: when I, and I've said it before, but it's like when I first clicked on that mic and I started speaking, it felt like it was something I was supposed to be doing. So Um, even before we got, you know, we started recording, you were telling me that I need to do video. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and I said, I was going to ask you on air, like, why did you, why do you feel like I should do video? Or why do you feel like podcasts or those who are behind the scenes should capture, you know, live footage?
1: Well, 80% of media that people consume is video. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's the that's the whole point. Like video is the driving factor, even when you look at the music business, why did they shoot videos? They never made money from videos. It was just an expense. But the point of it was, I want you to know what you're supposed to do with this song. Yeah. And in order for you to know that I need you to see somebody doing it. You know what I'm saying? And that's the same thing with the podcast, like. I need you to recognize this personality. I need you to see who she is. See, you know, like just be able to visualize that mentality. It's not radio. You know what I'm saying? Like even radio is video now, you know, and that's that's the point. Like when you can see something. Then you can you can find uh, familiarities. Yeah. And just based on those familiarities, it makes you want to listen more. You know, what I'm I saying? Think
0: that's why I'm shying away from it, because it, it does invite your audience in on a deeper level. And it yeah. makes you more vulnerable because you're visual. Right. So they can see the, the facial expressions. But that's also what makes it beautiful. And I do think yeah. I'll take that step pretty soon. But what you said is so real. Um, the best example I have of that is uh, um, I don't know how you feel about Beyonce or anything. <laughs> you know, I don't tire or live for her. She's yeah. dope. But um, she put out. Black is King, the album, way before she did the visual project. But after she put out the visuals, it was just a whole, like, people started charting that whole album again because they had something visually to connect that music back to.
1: And the visuals was crazy. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing about it. I I think people, like, we see this every day, but we don't, like, we don't put it together. You know what I'm saying? Like, Somebody will put out a video of the stupidest thing and it'll be the most grainiest, worst quality, terrible thing (laughs) you can see. And the thing about it is it won't matter to people because the content is key. Yeah. So if you already have good content, what's the problem with somebody actually seeing you say it?
0: All right. I'm listening.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And that's that's the whole thing. So I, I, I think a lot of times we stand in our way on stuff like that. And, yeah, it's a whole lot easier to have a bonnet on and put a mic up.
2: Because I was. You know, too. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like and that's cool. But here's the thing. Uh, no different than like the Bonnet Chronicles. You know what I'm saying? Like people take being themselves and capitalize off of it.
2: Yeah. Cardi B
1: is a perfect example of that. You know what I'm saying? A uh, scripper with bad teeth, with damn near bad manners. You know what I'm saying? Just
0: they was yeah.
1: <laughs> just being just being herself and people genuinely respected the authenticity.
2: Right.
1: To the point where she ended up on TV and they seen that. And she ended up now, she's rich. You know what I'm saying? And it's like it was off of her being her authentic self. Right. So now when people say, oh, well, why is she doing this? That's who she always been. Like, she just happened to make some money. So, you know, she's still her. And that's why her core audience is going to always be there.
0: Because they connect it with that authenticity.
1: Exactly. It's no different than a best friend. You know what I'm saying? You and your best friend click together because at some point in time, y'all seen some familiar, familiarities and it was something about that person that you liked and you held on to, and as long as they stay in that, not necessarily pocket, but as long as they're that person, then y'all always have that.
0: There's something to be said about extroverted personalities too. Do you think that you can get to that level of fame and fortune and like, you know, be comfortable there because you would be visual whether you want it to be or not?
1: Well, I I think it's all about how you tell your story if it's your story then you have no problems with what comes because they'll they'll know how to deal with you like it's kind of like the difference between say drake and kendrick lamar right you know drake i assume he tells his story most of his stories is about women and heartbreak and just living life right. okay cool so drake goes wherever he wants to and he's drake then you have kendrick lamar Kendrick Lamar is famous. But Kendrick Lamar told his story the way he wanted to tell his story. So some might say Drake is more famous and Kendrick is more introverted. But Kendrick is famous as well.
3: Right.
1: You know what I'm saying? The whole point is, yeah, he's still himself. So while I'm doing this, you'll see me. When I don't want you to see me, you won't see me. I don't care how much you want to see me. I don't care if you get a glimpse of me and I look crazy. <laughs> it it matter. It doesn't matter to me at all. I don't have to be on all day like Drake.
0: We hadn't heard about Kendrick in a minute. Is he OK? <laughs> he's,
1: he's good. He's working on music. But that's the point. When he wants to be seen, he's seen. See, Drake. Drake and Kendrick, I see them on the kind of like on the same level, even though Drake might be a little more famous Mm -hmm. because he's uh kind of he's pop. But both of them are famous. Just the fact that uh, Drake is always on. He always has to be Drake. Right. Always. There's never a time where he can go anywhere and get away with being Drake. Like, oh, I slipped through the market today and nobody said anything. Like that'll never happen. Whereas Kendrick Lamar, he could pull up in a regular car, get out with, you know, his hair crazy. Probably walk in the store, and some people might not pay him any attention because mm-hmm. he doesn't have on the big chains or, you know, the the expensive everything. Like,
0: and that's, that's never not, how he branded himself.
1: Yeah, and it's not fifty people with him. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not fifty security people knocking people over like, oh man, that's Kendrick.
0: I feel like at a very small level, even I do that. It's like, um, and and my friends and good podcast and buddies will laugh at me, but I just like it's like whenever I know I'm going to be visual, I'll get dressed mm-hmm. up because I have to be in what I call K Antoinette mode. Um and I have to give people that experience where it's like, you know, Crystal behind the scenes is a whole different person. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sharing crystal and I'm assuming this creative energy that requires a lot of just energy in general.
2: <laughs> right.
0: So um, even on this small level, I can relate to that, where it's just like, you know, you have to take ownership of your image and of how other people are experiencing you. And you have to make sure that you're balancing that with what you want to put out there and what you need to accomplish, you know, personally as well.
1: And see, that, make, like that? that makes sense. That part makes sense, though, because you're building your image. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? There's a difference between building your image and already having it, you know. So once you already have it, like your image is what it is, like whatever you built, you know. But when you're building your image, you want to make sure people see you the way you want them to see you.
0: Yeah. Do you ever experience that in any of your like ventures or endeavors?
1: Um. Most of the people who know me, they'll say, man, you you PD all the time, (laughs) even at work. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just is what it is. Like, I'll talk to my supervisor the way my supervisor should talk to me. But maybe (laughs) that's because I'm actually doing the work.
0: What does that mean?
1: (laughs) That that means like I'm going to come to you and I'm going to say, hey, can you tell so and so that they need to do this? In order for us to accomplish this gotcha. now who who should be saying that
0: of course the supervisor but you're like you know what since you're not going to take care of it let me go ahead and. yeah shoot.
1: If, if you're not going to do your job and it's yeah. and it's messing up my job then i could either have my job messed up as well or i can help you fix yours
3: right
1: you know at the end of the day if it goes good you're going to be the hero you know what i'm saying but at the end of the day if my work goes bad it's going to be me i'm going to be the problem
2: right. you
1: know so ultimately i like to make sure that what i'm doing is done the way it's supposed to be done to the best of my ability like i never look for things to be perfect you know like i've done podcasts where the audio is messed up or you know <laughs> it's it's fan in the background all kind of craziness like The whole point is sometimes you just got to do what you got to do.
2: Yeah.
1: You know what I'm saying? Because you're going to sit back and look for perfect all the time and it's not going to come. Right. So it comes a point where you just got to be like, all right, we're going to do this and, you know, we'll build as we go. And the people riding with us, they're going to ride with us.
0: Yeah. That build as we go is is real. And (laughs) when I listen back, even sometimes I have like, You know recent episodes where i'm just like ah the audio could have been better or i should try this um but the learning process behind it is something like nobody will once you get it they can't take that away from you yeah you'll be able to help somebody else you know you know in their journey if they want to ever start a podcast or go into media or anything of that nature
1: yeah and it's a it's a thirst for knowledge when you start activating this creative process Mm -hmm. Because, you know, you start off saying, I want to have a website. I want to write. And then when you start writing, you say, well, I need like a picture or something for what I'm writing.
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's
1: like, uh, I need to promote this. So maybe it'd be good if I go live or do a video. And -hmm. then it's like just over time, you just slowly step up everything. And, you know, that's why trial and error is the best teacher. You know what I'm saying? Because it just makes sense for you to go through it and see how you would react Mm. and adjust. A lot of people can't do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, as simple as it may seem, like, everybody isn't meant to do everything. So when you find yourself in a, a position where it's like you're being squeezed and you feel like, oh, man, this isn't working. And then you keep going. More than likely, that's because it's something you're supposed to actually do.
0: It's something you're passionate about, which is important. Yeah.
1: And a lot of people, a lot of people don't have passion for it. Like somebody might have passion for being a garbage man. Mm-hmm. And I always tell people this, like, if you have passion for being a garbage man and then you see a post online that say, uh, instead of buying those shoes, open the LLC,
0: <laughs> Not the L L C club. Yeah, like what for? <laughs> why
1: why am I going to do that? Like I like being the garbage man that I am, you but know? I don't I'm have saying?
0: a business or content or anything.
1: <laughs> and no desire to do so. So you want me to sink money into something that I'll never use. Right. You know what I'm saying? And 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 that's just the whole point. Like if you have that level of creativity, then you figure out how to use that and then you figure out how to make it pay. Yeah, because
0: once you tap into that creativity, it's kind of like a snowball effect. Like yeah. you said, like you'll start off with one thing and then that one thing will turn into, OK, how can I improve that? And that becomes a whole nother creative energy that you didn't tap into
2: because right.
0: I'm just like. You know, I'll have stuff pop in my head. I'm just like, okay, I can do this, 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 <laughs> do all these different things for either, you know, LBF the brand or the web or the podcast. And it's an amazing feeling when you feel like you tapped into that side of yourself. But there are some people who honestly they're not creative and that's okay. And yeah. I feel like, you know, sometimes we, you know, as a society, push things off that work for us on other people when we should just be accepting you know, how people choose to show up and see the truth and, you know, in their happiness. Yep. Yeah,
1: yeah definitely.
0: Um, so how what, what creative avenues have you taken in building up the network?
1: Uh, I'm going to be honest. Um, the majority of the ideas that I have to build up the network, I haven't done. OK, you know what I'm saying? Like even something as simple as coming up to where y'all are. Mm-hmm. and just taking a day and kind of doing behind the scenes. But with a lot of y'all, y'all scared of the camera. So it's like, it's, I'm not y'all scared. not ready for me to come up yet. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, that's uh, definitely an idea. Um, I wanted to do a, a weekly show where I kind of... Uh, a weekly show where i kind of speak about what's coming next like okay. what i have coming mhm and i think that would be dope but uh so far i haven't done any of that sorry
0: do you have a team like how, how are you juggling
1: um right now I'm, I'm i'm working on it but my team currently is me you know what i'm saying i know
0: saying? how i feel trying to like keep up with my own ideas in my own creative energy do you ever feel like it's um chaotic sometimes or it can get overwhelming for you sometimes
1: uh a long time ago yes okay so so what i did then is i got rid of everybody
0: <laughs> what do you mean you got rid of everybody <laughs>
1: like i had about seven eight artists we had projects on the way we had videos that were supposed to come out, uh, and New Year's Eve is kind of cool. That's like, you know, the, I guess the world's birthday, but March 10th is my birthday. So my personal new year, I focus on my personal growth. So my birthday was coming up and I was thinking to myself, like I'm working with these people. I have to kidnap them to get them to work. <laughs> uh, and, you know, a lot of times, like I will grab the artists, I'll shoot some videos, shoot some interviews, shoot some audio, and I'll just have a whole bunch of stuff sitting. And it'll look like they're working, but I haven't seen them in like two months. You well, know what I'm is. saying? So ultimately it was like, OK, well, you doing all of this and pouring all of this into other people. It's like, this year we're not doing that anymore. Right. So I hit up everybody, talk to them, letting all of y'all go have a nice life. And, (laughs) you know.
0: Wait, how did that conversation go? How did those relationships go?
1: uh, Well, relationships are fine. Everything is good with the relationships. You know, like, people can't, they can't, they'll try to, but they can't discount what you did. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like if you uh, stepped in and literally took them from having a pad to having actual music in stores, like they can't discount that. You know it's what I'm saying?
2: They'll,
1: they'll try, but they can't. You know what I'm saying? And and uh, for me, I don't really have too many problems with people because I, I came up from a different game and people have an understanding and a certain respect level for me, which I appreciate. And, um, I really don't have problems with people, but the conversation was, it it was real simple. They already knew they wasn't working. Right. You know, so when you come to that employee and you say, you know, I wish you the best and with all your endeavors, you know what I'm saying? And, and, And you hit them with that line. They knew they was coming in late every day.
0: Right. They, they you already knew, like, you weren't investing in it the way that you should have. Yeah.
1: you You knew where the money came from. You knew no money came in. You knew that everything you wanted to do, you were able to do it. And you didn't take advantage of it. So, like I tell people now, you know, when I tell my cameras to work, they work. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, they have absolutely no problems doing the job that I need them to do. And I don't have to chase them around. And, you know, they actually make me money instead of costing me money. But that was 10 years of my life doing that. Right. So that's why when I talk to you, it's like, nah, you don't got 10 minutes, 10 years to waste. You know what I'm saying? So a a smart person learns from their mistakes. Wise person learns from the mistakes of others. Others So you take my 10 years, add it to your life and say, (laughs) well, I'm not going to do that. You know what I'm saying? And that's why my team is me, because until I find people where I am that can meet me where I'm at, mm-hmm. it's no need um, It's a waste of time.
0: I can agree with that. I definitely I do have a network of people who have been mm-hmm. like, you know, like cheerleaders. They've been mentors in a way, in some ways. Um, and sometimes they'll tell me like, okay, you know, we want to help you. You know, and sometimes they'll suggest I give up creative control. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I'm just like, I have to remind myself that while a lot of the advice is great advice and I can take mm-hmm. that and I can use it, I have to always remember that nobody would know who K Antoinette was if it wasn't for K Antoinette. Of course. And so, I stay true to you know, a lot of my own ideas and a lot of the ways that I feel like I should be moving when it comes to LBF, whether that yeah, be,
1: we, uh, we can we can build, but uh, yeah, you know, it's it's either a collaboration or you work for me. <laughs> 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 you know,
0: the CEO, yes, yeah, that's
1: that's the way it goes. Like I say that for you, like I, I see everything that you do and what you put into it, like plain and simple, like. If they're not coming to you with a partnership or or to work with you, you know what I'm saying? Like, nah, it's it's not happening. Right. And I would never give up creative control. Right. No, that's that's your uh what what does uh Joe Budden say? Your IP. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's yours. That's something that nobody can take from you. You know, once you start dealing with people and they start putting all kind of crazy words and contracts and next thing you know you gotta call yourself something else. You can't I even wish use somebody your name. Might try to do <laughs> the funny thing is uh the more successful you become the more likely it is for people to play with you certain ways. Right. You know
3: and I
0: do I do think because um I've been in the same I'm still in the industry that you you know discussed that you were in, you know the military. And I think that In a lot of ways has helped me to be watchful with a lot Mm -hmm. of my things and be able to speak up for myself and then in some ways that i feel like especially as a woman in podcasting and as as a woman who does it solo is you know something I i haven't really seen before um but it helps me to kind of say all right you know i don't have to try to jump at the first opportunity you know, that's that's out there because I already have something great and I built it myself. So let me make sure that the people who are coming into my space wanting to collab or wanting to, you know, build with me, that they actually have the tools to one, build with me and that they actually have the, you know, intentions to help me become better as I help feed their brand as well.
1: Yeah, if you was was here, I'd be like, yo, we're going to go do this shoot today. (laughs) <laughs> or, I
0: can drive now. <laughs> but that's
1: that's the point. Like, I'm telling you this for a reason. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'd be like, all right, we're gonna go shoot this commercial over here. You know what I'm saying? Like, or you'll hit me and I will say, let's do it. You mm-hmm. know, plain and simple, like that's what it is. That's what being a part of the network is. Right. Uh it's new to me to have people far away that I can't touch. I'm used to being able to just walk into a show
2: mm-hmm.
1: while they're filming and, you know, catch behind the scenes and stuff like that and just be able to help promote them. You know what I'm saying? Opposed to just grabbing something online. And, you know, that's where y'all kind of bother me without having video footage. Because <laughs> I, I know the benefits of it. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. even just what you have right now that, that you have on Zoom, like I know the benefits of that footage.
0: Yeah, I think sometimes I can get in my own head, too, because I'm just like, if I do this video, I want this video to be fire. (laughs) You know, and so because I'm still learning the whole technical part portion of it, I'm just like until I feel like I learn what I need to to make it worthwhile for my audience, then I don't want to just half ass it and put just the Zoom visuals out there.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
1: The the funny thing about it is uh, this is, this is history. What we're going through right now is history. All of this zoom and, you Mm -hmm. know, video conferencing and all of that stuff. Like it's, it's a part of history. So the the question is, do you still have that video? Is that hard drive going to live forever? Or do you want people to be able to pull up footage from 10 years ago when you first started and the pandemic was going on and you were still hustling and still grinding and still doing your thing, or do you want it to just be your voice?
3: You
0: better put this in perspective for me. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So that's the whole thing. Like, uh, I remember I used to always take pictures of my family
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and I have two grown sons. One is 18, one is 24. And I have three little ones that's in the house from, you know, middle school, eighth grade on down. So the two older kids, I would always take pictures of them. I wouldn't be in any of their pictures.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: guess what? I don't have a lot of pictures with them. Right. So as a result, I started vlogging and filming everything and guess what now I'm in a lot of vlogs and a lot of pictures and at the end of the day when whether I'm here or not my grandkids will be able to say I know my granddad right solely based off video solely based off the fact that they get to see me talk and actually see my mannerisms uh see that I do certain things that they do that they don't know why they do it. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like that stuff, uh, it means a lot. And that's why I say you don't worry about perfect. Like perfect never comes. Even if you got a million dollar budget and you have all the employees, all the best employees in the world at their craft, it's never going to be perfect to you.
0: I can say is your passion for videography is definitely shining through. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah.
1: listen, I'm I'm a storyteller. So like when like, for example, like when I when I see uh, your posts. Like and you put together your shoots like you're telling a story. But I don't see a time lapse for it. I don't see uh, how I did this video. You know what I'm saying? And and people
0: want to see how I do stuff?
1: Of course. I want to see how you did it. And that's the point. Like, you know, my my daughter is a YouTube fanatic. She posts videos on YouTube and she gets pretty good views and she does little edits of anime and those different uh, things that she's into. How she learned it, I don't know.
2: From her (laughs) daddy,
1: She didn't even learn it from me. She learned it from watching people that inspire her. Got it. So you got to think about all the people who you inspire who don't even know that you're somebody that looks like them that's inspiring them. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, like the reason why I started putting myself in front of the camera is because you can't tell black men that they have to treat their queen like a queen and don't show them an example.
2: Yeah.
1: You can't say, ah, black men, you got to be in the house. But then you're not in the house and you can't say black men, you got to raise your kids and teach them and all of these different things and don't show them you actually doing that. It's different from watching the television show where these people have an infinite amount of money. It's cool to be a great dad when you got all the money in the world.
3: Right.
1: It's a totally different thing when you got to pass by McDonald's and they know that's McDonald's and you got to be like, nah, not today. Hey, we got to eat at home. You <laughs> got food at home. Like it's a, a, a difference. And that's what most people, that's the lifestyle that majority of people live. You know, uh, they have to pass by these living, breathing advertisements every day And if you have kids, you have to be able to limit their consumption of certain things. And that's just real life. So, you know, you want to be able to show them great images. Like, for example, uh, like your first episode. That's something that I might want my daughter to hear. You know what I'm saying? Like, your podcast might be something that I would gift to her to say, I want you to check this out.
0: Uh, Some of those
2: episodes.
1: (laughs) Ah, Like, listen, fathers are stupid. You know what I'm saying? Like, you want your child to have zero experiences, but then 20 years ago, you wanted somebody else's daughter to have all those experiences.
0: And I can, listen, you're speaking.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so my view is you, uh, my wife would say, Uh, don't have sex until you're mentally ready. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Not meaning, oh, I'm 16, I'm old enough. Nah. So you're mentally ready.
0: When when you understand all the totality. Yeah.
1: So if, if you can't have sex today and tomorrow never hear from that person again and be fine, you probably shouldn't have sex with them.
2: Right.
1: If you can't take off your clothes and feel comfortable sexually with the way you look you probably shouldn't be sexting anyone you know what i'm saying like it's a a difference between a person who sends something out and then it leaks to the world and they're like so i don't care (laughs) it's out there now like it's me i look good
0: you know, okay. I, and I, I don't mean to cut into your story. Right, you it's got it, you it's got it. so interesting because, um, you know, once I, I realized that the visuals do make a difference, so I started mm-hmm. posting my face more, started making Kay Antoinette, the blogger, actual person. All right. <laughs> and, you know, some of my photos are a little salacious, <laughs> but, it's, you know, that's just me celebrating me and me being honest about, you know, who I really am as a person underneath all of it. Um, And I do have some people or have had some people that were just like, well, you need to be careful about what you post online. And that's Mm -hmm. one of the things I told them. It's like, I'm not putting anything out that I would be embarrassed about or that I would feel ashamed of if someone else got their hands on it. Yeah. When you approach it like that, it's like, again, with that ownership, it's like I have ownership over my image. I have ownership over my words. So Nobody else can take control of something that I'm already putting out there for their consumption because it was an intentional
1: act. Yeah. Like I used to uh, I used to tell my wife all the time. We lived in a complex where they had a pool and. She'd go to the pool with the kids and she'd have on her bathing suit mm-hmm. and I'd be like, all right, now you walking around here in a bathing suit like that's no different than bra and panties.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And she'll say, well, once I get to the pool, I'm in the same bathing suit. that's no different than bra and panties. When I go to the beach, I'm walking around in a bathing suit. that's no different than what you say, bra and panties. Right. So is it the clothing that's wrong or my perspective? So it was my perspective that was wrong.
0: Smart smart wife you got there.
1: <laughs> uh, definitely. I might give her more credit than she deserved, but <laughs> no, nah, but uh yeah, so that that's the whole logic. Like, and that's another thing. Like we kind of raised each other, you know what I'm saying? Because
2: that's she's
1: you. she's a people person and she's the type of person that's outgoing, uh, social butterfly, and I'm an introvert. So, you know, a lot of my ways had to go out the window in order for us to coexist and vice versa. Right. You know what I'm saying? The whole point is like you should add to a person's life opposed to taking from.
0: So what so, like, you said, like, how do you feel like, like, is she involved in the network and like your creative ventures? Like, how has she contributed in that way?
1: Uh, as far as uh, J.I.G. Media goes, um, She's definitely involved. She has Dream Bella. Uh, She's a makeup artist and a creative uh, designer. So a lot of times uh, she does creative designs for the shoots. And um, she's a co-host on Drinks and Discussion. Right. So uh, she does her own podcast. But other than that, um, whatever help I need, you know, she's always there. And vice versa. When she has things going on, I'm always they're helping her with her campaigns and anything that's going on. So it's always the the whole theme around here is about, uh, collaborating and working together.
0: Right. And expressing your creativity without shame.
1: Yeah, Definitely. And every aspect, everything that you want to do, like, don't, I can't judge you, you know, uh, even in the sense of doing the wrong things, I'm, I still won't judge you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I did a whole lot of things out in these streets that I shouldn't have done. Yeah. So when my son comes to me and he's doing a lot of things he shouldn't be doing, like my logic, if that's what he's going to do, I can only tell him to be the best at it that he's going to be.
3: Right.
1: And and that might seem crazy to somebody. But if somebody is hell bent on being a drug dealer.
0: Be the best drug dealer. <laughs> you
1: know, the
2: the fight, <laughs> fighting
1: it is not going to work. If I I can fight you all day. But at the end of the day you're an adult. Mm-hmm. So what you choose to do is going to be on you. And if you're a kid, you're going to fight it until you're an adult. So certain things I might as well as terrible as it sounds, <laughs> certain things I might as well, you know, uh let you touch that fire. Cuz like some things
0: self correct. When when it's wise. When you, yeah. Um, A lot of times, like you said, after you as a parent, I imagine because I'm not one yet, but after you know that you've done as much as you can to prepare them for the world and you let them fly, like they got to burn that hand sometimes.
1: (laughs) Because it's either that or or they run away from you and do it anyway. Right. You know, so all you can do, you know, uh, they say, what is it? I these all these statements have men, so I always take it and say person, but uh, they say young people for war and and older people for council. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, I'm still war ready, but you know, I might I'll be wait. a part, I might be a part of the council. So, you know, I got to be able to, you know, take that OG position and say, like, look, this ain't the right thing to do, but. You're gonna make whatever move you're gonna make anyway. Here's why you shouldn't make this move. Here's the best scenario from that move, and here's the worst scenario.
0: Builders, y'all hear those gems that he's dropping? <laughs> this is a different kind of creating space, and I love every minute of it. Um, I do want to talk about like how do you go about like creating content? Like
1: um, whenever
0: like you're on your own show or you know, how do you go about creating stuff?
1: I just, I just turn on the camera,
2: that's plain it. and
1: simple. Like that's it. I'm going to, am going to turn on the camera. Like I have a little camera that I keep with me called the Osmo pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, any creator out there, check that out, including you. Um, <laughs> and, and pretty much it's a 4k camera and a gimbal. And, uh, I carry that with me everywhere. So I might be talking trash to my wife in the car. I turn it on. You know what I'm saying? I might be washing my car. I turn it on. Like the whole point is like from a creative standpoint, when you really dig into that bag, you start to realize that everything that you do in life is a part of that creative process.
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs)
1: Especially when you talk about podcasting because Podcasting isn't visual, so you know it's audio. You got to be able to paint a picture, yeah. So, if you don't pay attention to what's going on around you, how can you paint a picture to somebody else,
3: right?
1: It's a big difference from, yeah, I went to the store, and then when I went into the store, I came out of the store, got into my car, and then I left.
0: It's the details that matter,
1: yeah. So, you got to be able to paint that picture, and that's the reason why some of the biggest podcasts is crime story podcast
0: oh yeah (laughs) because
1: because it's so intricate in the details it's it's almost like your your uh your mind can create the visuals you just need the ideas inputted so when somebody is telling you like it's it was a rainy night it was dark outside you could hear the tire screeching as they rolled up like all of that stuff you're visualizing it
0: Right. It's just like audiobooks. This is just like, yeah. I, I love audiobooks. I love listening to all kinds of podcasts. But it's really interesting. Like, I started realizing, I'm like, people ask, they'll be like, how do you come up with your topics? And I'm just like, I talk to people. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not a big talker, or I'll listen to people, or, you know, I'll see something and I understand that that can be a conversation. And now it's gotten to the point where even the people that's in my circle, we'll be having a, a genuine conversation and I'm not really in creative mode. And they'll be like, Oh my God, I wish you had the mic on. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. cause they even understand at this point that, you know, at least for LBF podcast, that that's what we do. We have the actual conversation and right. I love that because everything is content.
1: Yeah. Know? Just like you said, every conversation turns into Cause this could very well just be a telephone conversation,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, and, and that's just the whole point. Like, you know, I feel like an interview is cool. Like you send me some questions. Cool. You know
2: what I'm saying? <laughs>
1: but Those questions are only going to go, but so far, cause I've already answered those questions other places. Right. So it's not about the questions. It's about the person asking it
3: mm-hmm. and the
1: person who's answering it. You know what I'm saying? Did you eat today? Yes. What did you eat? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like, right. everything went that way, like, you only got to do one show.
0: And I and I already thought about it. I mean, because I, I did you the same way I do everybody. I send an outline because it's just mm-hmm. an easy way for me to make sure I'm at least hitting the, the high points I want to hit. But I already knew. I was just like, all right. He just did an interview on the 1409 podcast that I listened to. Um, a lot of the stuff that I would want to ask, you already answered. So how, I was like, I'm gonna have to go off of the actual conversation with you to see Mm -hmm. how we can make this different. And I think it's going well because, (laughs) you know, we've hit on some things that, you know, I hadn't heard you say before. Granted, it's our first time talking, you know, in case or virtually. Um, But I think that's important for any podcaster to understand that, not be so strict on yourself when it comes to especially interviews because you have to go off the other person anyway.
1: Yeah. And it's about understanding, like, for one, this is the first conversation we ever had. You'd be a fool to think that I was just going to talk and (laughs) answer some questions and that be it and not say that I'm a fan and not say what I've seen or, you know, what I've learned from watching what you do. And, you know, like, that's that's not gonna happen right. you know what i'm well, saying you, so, that's,
0: that's not true for you because yeah. <laughs> i've had other interviews where it is you know they're new to it and we're having the conversation and they may have never even listened to the podcast and that's perfectly yeah. fine with me because um now that i'm doing creative space i'm doing a lot of artists and i'm trying to highlight the creatives that are in this area as well so you know i i try to understand that you might not know anything about me, but I'm at least try to do my research to know that who's on the other side of this microphone.
1: Right. Yeah, And that's, that's important. But that's the whole thing. Like I'm a fan. So even when I hit you about, uh, like, I think you were a guest the first time I ever even wrote you, I said, <laughs> you know, you were great on the show and you was probably like, who this cat? Like, he ain't on the show. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? But that's, The way I view things, like I view it like I'm a part of it. You know what I'm saying? So whether they see it that way or not, like that's the way I view it. So if it's a dope show and it's a part of the network, I'm like, I'm gonna hit that guess if I know the contact and I like them on the show and I'm gonna say they were great. And
0: part of your networking too. Say that again. That's a part of your networking too.
1: Yeah, of course. So you know, like once and then you came on. I think you came on again. And then again, oh, they, you know, they have me out there. <laughs> yeah. And then I started listening to your show. And then I was like, I, I read your uh, I went on your site first. And after I read, uh, I think it was your blog. I, I don't remember the exact title, the first okay. one. Um, what was it? What's your the first very name? first one? Yeah, what's the title? You might
0: have of to shame me, cause I don't even know what my very first blog post was.
1: <laughs> okay, I I think it was something about uh, basically it was just about you personally. I think your situation might have been a breakup. I don't know. I don't remember what it was, but that took me to the podcast, and then I listened to the podcast, and I was like, okay, cool. So I started from your first podcast and kept going. So like, yeah, like. I like finding things that I can be a fan of. Right. I don't I don't like listening to a podcast and being like, ah, that was cool. Yeah. Like, I want to actually be a fan of it and actually be looking for you to post the next week. And, like, that's my motive. You know what I'm saying? So this conversation was going to be, for me, based on that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, based and I appreciate it. <laughs> so...
0: Um, what makes nobody grinds like us unique and like, let's discuss, I, and I say this all the time, but I, I think that because you're in a different avenue, it's important for me to discuss the myth of like oversaturation when it comes to media groups and networks and, Mm -hmm. you know, that kind of stuff.
2: Uh,
1: I I think it's all about the personality. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like people forget that, uh, a business has a personality. So, you know what I'm saying? Like,
0: that is a quote.
1: (laughs) That's what to me. That's what the difference is with everything. And even going into oversaturation, like, you know, yeah. uh, A chicken is a chicken. There's only certain ways you're going to be able to cook it unless you invent a new way. Right. So pretty much if you go to a fried chicken place, you're going to get fried chicken. But. It's all in the personality, the way they season it.
2: Mm, the the way they way they,
1: yeah, the way they do what they do what that, with that chicken
2: right.
1: makes all the difference on whether or not you go to the one across the street or theirs. You know what I'm saying? Uh, with a lot of stuff that I'm going to start doing it's going to be you're going to be able to see a lot more of the personality behind the network which should drive more users and more people to the network right you know what I'm saying and that's my focus like a lot of times I was looking at uh, uh who could be the face of this or who could be the face of that and the reality of it is uh nobody's gonna push your dream more than you right you know what I'm saying uh even though I I think I push some people's show more than they push it but <laughs> nobody's gonna push your dream more than you so like I push it because you know it's a part of a bigger picture. My show I mean? ain't
0: one of them shows. <laughs> nah, you do your thing. You do your thing.
1: I, I will salute y'all. Um, what what's it called? Uh, Crooks Media.
0: Yeah, the Crooks Media. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I I I salute them guys because they work hard, y'all. I mm-hmm. believe you are a part of that, right?
0: Yeah, I actually just uh, signed with them probably oh, uh, two weeks ago.
1: Yeah, so that's I. I admire the drive and the push that those guys have to build on what they already have, you know? And that's the example of people having a team, like mm-hmm. they say, you gotta, you know, you formulate your idea, perfect your idea, build a team, and then that's how you take over. Right. So, you know what I'm saying? I assume that they did all of that and that's the focus right now. Yeah. So, Yeah. But I I hope I answered
3: the
2: question. No,
0: you did. You did. I promise. (laughs) Support. I know um, this is something we talk about a lot as creatives. But what... um, First of all, let me ask this. What support do you need as a network as big as yours?
1: Uh, Definitely need uh, users. Definitely need uh, people who are into podcasts and into vlogs and into shows and just overall content that the content that we create and support you know what I'm saying that's what that's what we need you know what I'm saying uh so yeah as far as that goes that's what we need
0: has it been hard gaining support for the network when you first started it and up to now
1: uh, coming from the music business, I understood one thing. Your mom's not going to buy your CD. <laughs>
0: Damn. Your, dad, your
1: family members, your cousins,
0: <laughs> but that is your real.
1: best friend, yeah. none of them are listening to your podcast. None of them are supporting you in that way. They're, they're not because they might not be your consumer. Right. Now, if they are, then cool. You know what I'm saying? But I would always tell people like I'm not going to sell a CD to an old lady just because she had the money to buy it. Mm -hmm. I want somebody who's going to actually listen, actually become a fan. Like I said, I become a fan of things. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a difference between buying something and becoming a fan of it. Right. So for me, you know, I don't Look for support, because I feel like people who become fans of yours, they actually find you. And once they find you, like, you can't get rid of them. That's when they're in your comments and they're like, oh, man, I love this, but I would have done this. And mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Giving advice that you don't even want. The and they're
0: critiquing you and you're like... And you- <laughs> Or but if it, you have a, a falling off or a hiatus, and they're like, "Okay, what you got going on?" Yeah.
1: And it's and it's like they're invested. They are fully invested, fully engulfed in what you do, right. and you want to the point that you want to be upset with them. But it's in, it's important that people invest in you in that way. It is. So that's what I see support as. And I don't I don't believe that you can get that by going out, asking people to just support you. I believe that you have to stay consistent and push it so that they see it.
2: Right.
1: You see it and then you genuinely gravitate to it. If you love it, you're going to stay there.
3: Right.
1: But if I if, if we're driving down the street and it's like McDonald's. You just see the sign and then you buy it and you're like, this made me sick. Why did I buy this? <laughs> I don't even want to eat this. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I I don't want that. I don't want to sell people things they don't want.
0: Right. So I first want- comes content and then comes marketing.
1: Yeah. yeah. And, it, and, and consistency drives both. Yeah. Because if you're not consistent with your content, you know, it makes no sense to market it.
0: And I've been one of those people. And for me, it, it started to, how am I going to word this? For me, I had to realize like, okay, you started this thing. <laughs> you know, you're actually passionate about it. You have to understand like your visual now, like, you know, your stuff is already out there. So if people are going to be consuming it, you could be losing support mm-hmm. that could be there for you because you're not being consistent because after a while I know I have to always gauge stuff off of how I am as a consumer right it's usually how I try to tailor you know a lot of the things that I do so it's just like a lot of the podcasts or um, blogs that I follow they're consistent and they were consistent and I might have been ignoring them for a while and then it was that one chance that I was just like okay let me go see what this is about and mm-hmm. it's hooked ever since so that's my hope for LBF is that I can stay consistent because I know the content is there yeah. and then the support will come.
1: And the way you, the way you stay consistent is by streamlining your process. Mm.
2: It's
1: it's like a person who who trying to work out. If I got to leave, get up, get dressed, go downstairs, go to the car, warm the car up, drive past all these restaurants that serve breakfast. To get to the gym, it's not going to (laughs) happen.
0: It's
1: not going to happen.
0: It's not going to happen.
1: But if I can get up, put on my clothes, come downstairs or go outside and turn on YouTube or something or whatever workout, you know, people you bought from and just work out, I can probably stay pretty consistent with that. I can travel and stay consistent with that. I can be on vacation and stay consistent with that. I can stay consistent, you know? And that's the thing, like, so it's not a knock to gyms because some people have that level of discipline. Right. Just for me, I don't, you know what I'm saying? Like- And you have you know, to
0: know yourself.
1: Yeah, exactly. You and that's the thing, once, once you find a system that works for you, a uh, level for you to create consistently, you know what I'm saying? Then you stick to that, and that's why I say like I'm always creating. I'm. Why do I own an Osmo Pocket? Because it's a little camera that is about that size. You're Y'all
2: gonna you're this.
1: gonna make me look
0: this up for real.
1: <laughs> this is the camera.
0: That's how small it is.
1: Yeah, like it literally fits in your pocket. Like it's wow. almost like three big pencils. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? but it's it's literally that small and the quality is literally that great to the point where any party you're at any mall you're walking through uh any artist you happen to run into you know what I'm saying like yeah.
0: and any- that well cuz I I do events too and I'm always just like oh god I didn't capture this moment I forgot yeah. this
2: yeah
1: Listen, I did a time lapse while we've been doing this interview. <laughs> so I did a time lapse where it just went from this side to the screen, you know, all while we are sitting here while I'm filming, while I'm recording, while you're recording, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a whole lot going on just in this one little corner right here, you know what I'm yeah. saying? But that's how you create. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's the way it works. And you just find that process for yourself and then you stay consistent in that way. And then once you have something that's actually there and it's tangible, then that's when you start marketing. Hey, listen to this. Hey, watch this. Hey, check me out. You know what I'm saying? And then it might seem like nobody's paying you attention.
0: <laughs> oh, they are. And I learned that you know a while that? ago. It's like, People might not say anything to you until months down the line after you've done something. Yeah. But I know for me, um, it was really weird trying to figure out some of my process when it comes to when it came to like the organizing of it. Cause I'm just like, I have a million ideas. I have
2: appointments,
0: mm-hmm. you know, for recordings and everything else. And I was trying sticky notes, <laughs> then I was trying, you know, the calendar on my phone. That right. wasn't working. And what worked for me. And I only say this because you know sometimes it's going to be unconventional.
2: Mm-hmm. So I
0: have this big whiteboard and right. I put it down three ways, and I have to do, I have appointments, and I have um, post and editing. And once I write out everything for my week, I then take a picture of it, and I know what I have to do for that week. And I always refer it back to that picture. It's weird as hell,
1: <laughs> but, but it's, it works. It, yeah, it works. And then with me my process ended up being a calendar on my phone. Mm. You know, like six o'clock, I was literally leaving out of an art store because we're doing a Valentine's shoot tomorrow.
3: Okay. And
1: uh, my calendar is linked with my wife's phone as well as mine. So she was like, you got an interview at seven? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah, I do got an interview at seven.
3: Right. And
1: I was like, what time is it now? She was like, six. It's like all right cool went to chick-fil-a and then headed home but without that without that setup to say one hour one day 30 minutes it's not happening
0: it, it will get especially with i know my mind moves fast a lot of times creatively on top of trying to keep your day-to-day scheduling so it's like if i don't refer back to something that i've written down or you know like you said that alert that on that calendar, right. it will get lost. <laughs> right.
1: And I, I'll dismiss an alert quick, so that's why I gotta have a few of them. You know so what, what I'm saying? Like,
0: don't use the calendar because I. <laughs> that,
1: but that's why, that's why I have a few of them. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm going to dismiss a few, and then it's right. like, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tomorrow I gotta do this,
0: right. and it's like,
1: know. all right, two hours from now I gotta do this. One hour from now I gotta do this. Yeah, Thirty yeah. minutes
0: flare up my anxiety.
3: <laughs> yeah,
1: it, it does. But at the same time, like it, for me, that's the only way I can move. Right. Without it, nothing will happen.
0: And that's your method. And that's the, yeah. that's what, you know, we're saying is find your method. Because I know, I think the reason why the whiteboard works for me is because whenever I do feel like, okay, I need to figure out what I need to do. I always think about whatever visual, you know, right. representation I have of a schedule and so having that whiteboard image in my mind, I can literally just like mentally look down and like, oh, OK, I still have to do this, that and the third.
2: So, Word.
1: Word.
0: Find your weird little method, people. <laughs>
1: exactly. Find that consistency wherever you got to look, wherever you got to find it.
0: So let's get into the possibilities. Like where do you want Nobody crying Like Us to go?
1: Uh, Right now, I wanna, I want to be able to be to the point to where when I bring a show on, I can already have advertising for that show, mm. I already have a marketplace for that show to where you're coming into money opposed to just coming in on good faith.
3: All right.
1: You know what I'm saying? So that's that's the focus. Like, of course, you want listeners, but ultimately I'm a person that's for content creators. So I want to see content creators get paid for their work is we do a lot of work for free, you know what I'm saying? So I wanna get it to the point where my all my people earn, regardless of what they have doing, what whatever they're doing outside of me.
0: How do you balance? I mean, cause you said that, you know, you want others to get paid and, and we create a lot of content, but <laughs> you're doing a lot too, <laughs> you're doing a lot. How do you balance everything? You're a family man. You have, a, you know, nine to five and I'm pretty sure you need downtime in there somewhere on top of podcast, on top of the network. Like, how do you manage everything outside of the calendar?
1: Uh, I mean, I I do a whole lot, but I I've learned how to, I've learned that everything has a place. Right. You know, it was one point in time where I wasn't working enough and then it was one point in time where I was working too much. So, you know, like, That goes with that consistency. You find the way that you create and you find uh, the way that you work. You know, some people might be good at recording at seven in the morning. You know, some people might be good at recording at seven at night. The whole point is you find what works for you and then you make it happen. Like with what I'm doing right now is pretty easy because all it requires of me is to take what's already there and then regurgitate it to a different audience so that part is easy the stuff that I create is easy because I have a streamlined process so I film this show load it up finish it it's done you know what I'm saying so if I wait that's a problem so I don't wait
0: you have to do it right then I
1: just I just get it done like all right cool boom it's done it's finished it's to the side all right what's next get it done keep going
0: i just had that moment um probably two weeks ago where it was just like you know you get in that zone of like Mm -hmm. editing and getting your posters and stuff together and all that good stuff and i realized i was like oh my god i'm getting really good at this You know, I know exactly how long it's going to take me. I know that it's not going to really take me that long to do a lot of this stuff. I can, you know, be multitasking while I'm doing some of this stuff. And it it gets to that point where once you find that process and you just keep perfecting it, it becomes a part of your natural daily routine or weekly routine.
1: And that's what everything, everything is a part of its own little system.
2: Yeah. Oh,
1: learning, learning how to create. Learning how to manage your time when you're creating,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know what I'm saying? Learning how to bring people to your creation. That's probably the hardest part, you know what I'm saying? And then once. Because it's a it's a consistency thing,
2: yeah. you know,
1: like, like, it's easy to get people to your first show. Oh, this is the first show, like, oh, man, we got to come out and support. Mama coming, baby's coming, everybody coming. It's my baby first show. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's easy to bring people to the first show. Then when you say, all right, y'all, see y'all next month. Hold up.
0: <laughs> I got this to do. I ain't going to be yes. able to make it.
3: I can- <laughs> it's,
1: it's too much of an investment now. You know what I'm saying? I thought you was doing this one time. You was going to lose interest. Yeah. Trying to keep doing this. So now that you're trying to keep doing this, you need actual fans. You you need actual
0: to invest. Say that again? I said you have to give people a reason to invest that time because it is expensive.
1: But, you know, you also have to realize that most people won't. Most of those people who are there, like a family member is not necessarily a fan of yours. Right. Even if they say it, like if a family member says, "Ah, man, I like your show, they probably listen to like 20 minutes. (laughs) You know what I'm saying, like they ain't coming to you every week like, yo, I heard what you said by grandma, like, you know, they ain't really doing that. They're not hearing every aspect of everything that you're saying because they're not necessarily a fan per se.
2: Yeah,
1: that's what I that's what I always hated. Like you go to a show and it'll be a show full of artists and no fans.
0: Someone else just told me that it was just like, you know, you got all these artists and they bring, you know, one or two people who might be supporting them. Right. But you get up and it's like you have no support in the audience because everybody has their own agenda.
1: Yeah. And they're not even a lot of the people that's coming are not even fans of music. Right. Like if you ask them, do they do they own like a DSP, like Spotify, a title? They probably don't. If you ask them the last time they bought a CD. They probably don't buy CDs.
2: Right.
1: So you're bringing in. People who don't even support music. To try to get them to support musicians.
0: <laughs> that's, so the, that's a word. <laughs>
1: yeah. So the, so the majority of people in there are, are artists looking for support. They're not necessarily in there to give support. They're looking for it.
0: Did that discourage you from creating music?
1: Uh, not at all, because you know that because you have an example. You know, a lot of times, like with certain things, you don't have examples of it working.
2: Mm.
1: But with music, you have an example of it working, and everybody's story and all levels of creativity starts off with them losing. <laughs> That's the way it starts. Like I,
2: I underdog, <laughs> I, I
1: had to do this for free. I think Joe Budden, I'm on like their 400 episodes. They're in like 400 now. Is Where
0: that your
1: favorite did. podcast? Uh, one of them. By default, my wife's podcast is my favorite. <laughs> you
0: better say Because
1: that's the one I produce too. So, you know, yeah. like that's that's one of uh, my favorite. And i probably say Joe Budden podcast. And I listen to The Breakfast Club as a podcast.
3: Right. You know,
1: to me, it's better as a podcast because you don't have to hear the music or the commercials. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, yeah. And, you know, but I, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Like, I'm literally, like, a a podcast fan. Like That's how I feel. <laughs> I, I drive at work, so I don't really have to talk to a lot of people.
2: Mm.
1: So, pretty much, this one... Like, podcasts are on my schedule. Like, if I'm coming to work tonight, I got to listen to this, this, and this.
0: Because you know what time they post. And I tell people all the time, and they think it's crazy because some people just aren't podcast people. But I'm just like, I can go all day without turning my TV on. Yeah. Because I'm listening to the podcast in the car. And if I didn't finish that podcast in the car, then I'm probably going to be listening to it when I get home, and I'm cleaning up, and I'm getting myself together. And then... You know, once that show ends, then I'm probably going to be looking at the other show that I probably didn't catch. You know, maybe they have another episode out. So It's like sometimes in some weeks I can go without turning my TV on because I'm just listening to to shows.
1: And most, most of those people aren't watching those shows anyway. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like it's watching them. A lot mm-hmm. of times they have their head down. They're looking at their phone, computer, yeah. whatever mm-hmm. else you're doing. So really it's just playing in the background anyway. Right. You know, so now, I
0: do have uh, periods of time where I do disconnect because mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, sometimes I need to hone back in on my own creative energy instead of like consuming. Um, do you ever feel like you go through a process where you disconnect from creative like outlets?
1: Oh, uh, that's every day. That's that's how I started uh started working out more because it was it was more about getting away from all of the other stuff and just kind of getting in a different zone right you know what i'm saying and and uh ultimately that ended up being beneficial for me because i got back into you know working out and getting myself together trying to get in shape and uh overall health but uh that's that and you know family is the way that i disconnect you know what I'm saying? But I'm I'm not one of those people who like, I've been online too much. I gotta get away from this. Like <laughs> I always, always tell people, like, you know, don't create a world you gotta run away from. Right. So a lot of times we'll, you know, especially like in the Trump era, you would have friends that have differing opinions, and now you're arguing and you're going back and forth, and it's all kind of nonsense. And it's like, if you always find yourself going back and forth and just having conversations worth nothing, like you need to purge your friends list or purge your social media.
2: That
0: simple. That's yeah.
2: simple.
0: And there's always this thing, and I don't, I, I, I don't fault anybody for going on their, you know, social media cleanse, but for me, I'm just right. like my, and I told someone this recently. I was like, I use social media as a tool. Mm-hmm. For me is you know business related, and. I also consume some things from it because it's also going to be content related (laughs) for me. So I'm not on social media every day. I just know what purpose I use it for. And I think a lot of people don't. They don't know what purpose they use social media for other than um, escapism. I'm just like, if that's your form of consumption, then maybe you do need to take some breaks sometimes.
1: (laughs) And some people are just consumers. Right. I, I think that that was the problem with artistry. The problem with music, the music industry, is we made people feel bad about being fans. you
2: mm.
1: uh, you just a fan, you know what I'm saying? And,
2: right. And
1: so now you made people feel bad about being fans. So what happened? A lot of them started converting and trying to be artists.
0: Everybody wants to be famous now. <laughs> yeah, but
1: they're they're terrible at it. So some people are just <laughs> some people are just meant to be consumers.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: You know what I'm saying? And, and some people are meant to, like, what are you going to do in a world that doesn't have janitors? Mm. You know what I'm saying? So if you make all the janitors feel bad about being janitors, even though this might have been the greatest janitor to ever do it. You know what I'm saying? Like It sounds strange for that stat to exist, but it's the truth.
0: But it sounds strange because we've been conditioned to think that more and more and more and more is the way to go. And sometimes... Your more is not going to look like my more. You know what I'm saying? And that doesn't mean that we're not equal. It just means that we're different. And people really have a hard time understanding that uh, concept because nobody wants to be a fan because that means I'm beneath you. That means that I have to look up to you as someone, you know, that has something that I can't obtain myself. Or it's just like, no, maybe you just appreciate the way that I create.
1: Yeah, and That's that's right. It's right back to that bathing suit analogy because it's all in your mindset. Mm -hmm. Like, no, I'm not beneath you. I'm the person who pays you. Right. Where would you be without me?
0: And where would I be without you? It's a relationship.
1: Yeah. So, you know, like, it's important that the person on top doesn't forget that. And it's important that the person, quote, unquote, at the bottom doesn't forget that. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're if you came to this concert to the city and nobody bought a ticket, would you still perform?
0: I ask that question all the time on creating space and I get interesting answers.
1: (laughs) Well, when you're when you're a new artist, you're used to not having support. Right. But that's why I say for for an established artist that has a fan base. If you come to a city. And nobody bought tickets and nobody's there, more than likely, you're going to cancel that show because of low ticket sales.
3: Right.
1: You're not even going to show up. So that tells you, like, if these people don't consume what you create, you're not even going to create it. You know, because you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Whereas if you humble yourself and you actually create for the purpose of connecting, mm-hmm. you never have to worry about people not connecting.
0: Or knowing the purpose of why you create, because sometimes I do believe it could be just expression. And then you right. learn that other people want to consume it. Um, I talk about this too, is where, you know, when I was doing my blog, I realized that it was hard to get support from the people closest to me. And I mm-hmm. started focusing more on the lack of support than I did on just expressing myself how I was already doing it. Right. And once I realized that it was okay for me to have strangers that were, you know, in my comments or in my DMs and that were appreciative of it as opposed to focusing on who didn't, then it was just like, okay, I can get back to focusing on the content and actually focusing on the audience and worrying about how I can perfect what I'm already doing.
1: Right. Because the minute you start looking at other people and looking for outside validation, that's when you start losing. That's when you start,
0: you start being like everyone else.
1: Yeah. And you stop paying attention to what you're actually supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. So, definitely.
0: Um, One of the last questions. Let's discuss the financial, mental, and emotional aspects of you having a network. Um and you creating in your own way as a videographer and producer of shows.
2: <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. um, wherever you want.
1: <laughs> I mean, mentally, it's, it's like what they say. Uh, when you're doing what you love, you never work a day in your life. Mm. So, you know, telling stories, creating content, linking people to other people's stories. That's what I love to do. So that part is easy from a mental standpoint. From a financial standpoint, that's where consistency comes in. You know, like I'm going to consistently have to pay this bill. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That allows me to create this platform.
2: Right.
1: I'm going to consistently have to do all the things that I do financially to keep things running in order to even attempt to see a dollar come back from what I'm trying to do.
0: A lot of people get stuck in that one. <laughs> Cause yeah. it's just like, it is a lot of investment. It is, like you said, some of this stuff is not just the one time you buy it. Sometimes you got to have a subscription. Sometimes you got to buy a yeah. product, well, you know, monthly or yearly. And that's going to help you continue to get your content out there to the masses. And you have to be prepared for that. And financially yeah, you gotta,
1: enough. You got to dedicate yourself to, to what you're doing, yeah. plain and simple. And, uh, you know, that's what I did. Like, I dedicated myself to the process and creating and, you know, just becoming a, a better person and right and wrongs and being an example and all of that great stuff that people say. You know what I'm saying? Like in all of that for the purpose of just being able to do what I love doing because if I waited for somebody to give it to me it would never happen. Right. So, you know, I gave it to myself and then I give it to others. You know, and that's the logic. So, if you're if you consistently do that and you build in that way, you hope that somebody else that you pass the baton to will take it further. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like that's that's the whole process. Like, and I used to tell people that even with music, like Maybe I didn't make it in music so that you could, you know, and that's just the whole point of wise person and a smart person. You always want to be a wise person. You want to be able to use other people's experiences to build on what you already doing.
0: Right. And we need mentors. That's something that a lot of times is missing because people want to hold on to the knowledge that they gain or they feel jaded so that they don't want to help the next person elevate in a way that they weren't able to, but it's just like, why? Why would you do that? If we're all creatives, and we know, especially in the market that we're in, sometimes it can be difficult to actually, you know, get the support that you need. Why wouldn't we start where we know support should come from in with within ourselves?
1: Yeah, a lot of a lot of times with those types of people, there. Uh, a lot of times we put the wrong people in positions. <laughs> you know, that's that's the best way to say it. Like we'll throw our support behind the wrong people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, that's that's unfortunate, you know, because it probably was a person right next to that person that would have been willing to, you know, give somebody a hand up and show them and teach them. And, you know, it probably is somebody that's showing and teaching that just has a smaller following. So when you see them, you're like, ah, that video only has 20 views. That can't be right. Yeah. And you pay them no attention. Whereas the person who has two million views is going to say, hey, on today's video, I'm going to show you how to do this thing. I'm going to speak for 10 minutes about and never show you how to do. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's, it's, it's like you have to be able to separate the knowledge from the noise. And uh, it's That's not a lot of people that can do that.
3: Right.
0: Um us humans are so fickle. <laughs> We're so weird because I I agree with it. It's, it's like, like I said, we, we need mentors and we need to understand that the way to get better is to, to kind of help each other. Because I even had, you know, with me doing Creating Space, it was always something I wanted to highlight other creatives with. Mm-hmm. And even that suspicion that I gave you when you first you know hit me up and you were saying that you like my content that's what i get from you know some of the other artists and i'm starting to see a change with my consistency now that people are starting to know who i am and know why i hit them up and understanding what i'm doing but yeah sometimes it can be a little difficult when whenever you're trying to build a foundation that was never there
1: yeah and that's why you gotta understand like you know okay Do what you need to do. Uh, Ask me any questions you need to ask me. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, when I first talked to uh, relationship status, it was like, um, why should we come to you? And, you know, like not from a negative standpoint, but they were asking real questions. Right. And then I ended up having several conversations with Yusuf, you know, several conversations with CL. And it was like, ongoing and it was just like you know okay cool like I don't care I already know what my intent is and I already know what it is that I do
3: right
1: it's for you to figure out if I'm genuine and if you want to actually take the opportunity or not
3: right
1: you know so you know I at one point in time I might have felt the way you know what I'm saying but uh you know in this business you develop tough skin and you start to understand that you know this is a world where a lot of people are put in position where they can't trust just anyone right and if something sounds too good to be true more than likely it's not true
2: mm-hmm.
1: like when i was uh uh running a label as far as music goes we used to have networking events every month and you come into the networking event and you'll see people that were there the month before and the month before and they always do more and have way more connections than they ever had the first time they came to the event. Not that they do have more connections and do more, but they realize that it sounds better to the audience.
2: Mm.
1: So when they come in the first time they say, "Hey, how you doing? I'm a graphic artist." Nice to meet you guys. I'll be over here if you ever want to talk about, you know, doing some graphic artist work. The next one, they're like, hey, I'm a manager slash graphic artist, so if you're looking <laughs> for a manager, you know, I've managed people and took them to the top, and I can do your artwork. And it's just like, really? So now when I come in and I say, OK, I run J.I.G. Music Group, J.I.G. Films, Nobody grinds videography, photography, artwork, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera.
0: Taken. It's not possible.
1: They start looking at me the way they look at that person because they already talked to that person. And they realize that this person isn't even a graphic artist. Mm-hmm. So you're just coming in here lying every time you come in trying to get more people. That's those alarms I told you about oh, trying, you're to get, <laughs> trying to get uh people to more people to come and talk to you. You're telling them lies about what you do. So then when a person comes in and they're honest, it's like, nah, you don't do that.
3: Right.
1: You sound just like the other person. It sounds too good to be true.
0: So how do you so- navigate that? I guess that would be the emotional piece of this as well. Like, how do you navigate You know, sometimes it can be frustrating. Um, And that's perfectly I think sometimes we have to admit that that's perfectly fine and normal Mm -hmm. because you do have something that you're trying to help other people with. Um, And sometimes we can be sensitive about our creations like that's just the nature of it. It was the reason why Erica Badu said it, you know, the way she said it. But how do you navigate those emotions when dealing with the rough spots of doing, you know, all that you do?
1: Well, the, the question is, why are you offering me help? Are you offering me help because you want to give me help? Or are you offering me help because it can help you?
2: Mm.
1: See, if you're offering me help because it's, it's going to help me, then you'll allow me the opportunity to actually investigate and see if it will help me. Right. If you're offering me help because you're trying to help yourself, like meaning just because you might ultimately help yourself. But if your intent is just to help yourself. And not necessarily help me. Then your mindset is going to be wrong anyway.
3: Right.
1: The nerve of you to tell me, no. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Because it's about you. It's not about the content. It's not about the talent. It's not about helping anyone. It's simply about you feeding your ego. Mm. And the minute that you don't hear the answer that you're used to hearing, it's the end of the world for you. Right. So, you know, obviously you weren't doing that for me, you was doing that for you. And I don't want to work with a person like that anyway.
0: Right. Cause it can't something else, you can't build any kind of networking and relationships with that.
1: Yeah. You all about yourself. You know what I'm saying? So my my thing is, I'm going to tell you who I am, tell you what I'm about, tell you what I'm offering and tell you why I'm offering it.
0: And then offer help because you definitely did that, too. <laughs> yeah.
1: and, and, and I'm going to be genuine about it. Yeah. That's the thing about networking. Like when you network, you should always offer something first. You know what I'm saying? Because when you offer something first, you kind of you take that person's guard down a little bit to be able to see what your intentions are. Mm -hmm. You know, and so if I offer just a compliment. Or even if I'm critical. Why am I why am I telling you this?
3: Right.
1: I could have just said, yo, you can fix your audio by doing this. In my head and kept it moving. But instead, I said something to you that could potentially better what you're trying to do. You can either be mad at me or you can actually acknowledge that somebody cared enough about what you do to offer some information. Now, that's one thing. If I just say, oh, that's whack. Where's the information in that? You're not telling me anything. Why is it Whack. Oh, that's boring. Why is it boring?
0: But you know what? That's what makes it unique. That's, that's what makes you unique because not everybody's going to be like that. That's just not how people approach you know, things in the world. But we need people like you who reach out and say, you know what? I can look at this and I can see the value in it, even though it's not the greatest thing right now and not write it off. But I can offer my knowledge and my wisdom to help make it better.
1: Yeah, and that's the personality and Nobody Grinds. That's, that's it. Simple.
0: Look, that, that was so perfect to like yeah. <laughs> segue into your uh, information. Go ahead and plug it for the builders and let them know where they can find you and all your great accolades.
1: Okay, cool. Uh, all social medias is at PD, the CEO. And uh, you can find me at www.nobodygrindslikeus.com.
2: Yes.
0: And you can also download the app um, because once you follow him, like if you have issues following directions sometimes like I do, you can go to the Instagram page um, and you can click on the link and the link will prompt you to download the app. And um, it doesn't matter whether you have like an Apple iPhone or if you have like a Google, you can do it on both and you will find so much there. It's so easy for you to understand. Literally, it works just like any other app. You click in it. And you'll be on the home page. On the home page, you have about what six different tabs. And on those different tabs, you have shows, you have podcasts, news, um, movies and films is up there.
1: It's, it's a lot.
0: Yeah, you have everything. So and and guys, it's 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 a great resource. So if you are into podcasts, if you are into creative ventures, if you just into like black art <laughs> and right. black creation, go check it out. You won't be disappointed. Um, Any advice you would give, you know, someone starting out on any creative venture? Because you do. I don't know how to narrow that down. So (laughs) I'll just say any creative.
1: Um, I would just say, you know, be true to yourself, because if you're true to yourself, you don't have to worry about anybody discounting what you do. Mm. You know, your story will be your story as long as you're telling your story. So don't take my story and try to pretend like it's yours because it won't work out for you. But if you tell your story, it'll benefit you for the rest of your life.
0: I like that. And builders, you know where you can follow me. I'm your host, K Antoinette, the blogger, and you can follow me on Instagram at K Antoinette underscore the blogger. You can also follow the Let's Build Futures page at let's underscore build underscore futures and visit let'sbuildfutures.com. Um, More content to come, and I appreciate you, PD, for giving me a great creating space. I think this is probably one of my top three now.
1: (laughs) Appreciate it. Thank you for having me.
0: Of course. Um, Until next time, you guys, I'll see
3: you next week. Bye. Relax,
0: heal, and embrace a better you. Spa Danny offers quality yet affordable massages, customized just for you. Let Danny create a space for you to hit the pause button. Who doesn't need that at the start of 2021? Why not start today? You can call or text at 843-687-2079. That's 843-687-2079. You can also message her on her business page at Spadanny underscore on Instagram. Or follow her on Facebook at Spadanny LLC. You can also book online at SpadannyExperience.com. That's Spadanny experience.com. Treat yourself. Be good to yourself. And let 2021 be a whole vibe.